0: Coming up, what would a global recession mean for Bitcoin? Welcome back to the Bitcoin Layer. I'm Nick Bhatia. And today I want to talk to you guys about Bitcoin and how it might behave in a global recession. Now, I know there's a lot going on in the global economy, but one of the questions I get most often is... What does this all mean for Bitcoin and what's going to happen to it if we do go into a global recession? Is the Fed going to be hiking, cutting rates, and what does it all mean for Bitcoin? So let's try to break it down one step at a time, starting with the economy, then going to what the central banks might do. And then lastly, what will happen to Bitcoin? Let's start with the global economy. The European economy is in recession, but the American economy is not. And that's basically where we stand. So we see data quite poor out of both Germany and the United Kingdom. We see PMI surveys below 50, which means that those economies are in contraction. But in the United States, we still see positive growth. Now, one of the red flags that we see in the US economy is the unemployment rate starting to tick up. Now, unemployment It is a lagging indicator to where companies are. So when companies experience a slowdown in spending, that means that margins are going to shrink for them. They're going to have to find those positive margins elsewhere in their balance sheet. So one of the first places they go to is labor and they shed some jobs and are able to capture back some of those margins that they've lost due to a slowing consumer. So, when unemployment starts to tick up, and we see that here starting to happen, we can see that we are at the end of the current economic cycle and about to head into a contractionary phase. We also know that the global economy is not segmented. That means that the behavior of Germany, China, and the United States will not be different from each other. They will all be similar, just maybe not happening at the same exact time. So when Europe goes into recession, we see China struggling, we know that the US is probably not far behind. Our base case is that we're heading into a recession. It's nothing that we are calling for any alarm right now, because credit markets are generally healthy in the United States. And as we mentioned, growth is positive. So looking forward to next year, we can see that maybe we'll be in a recession. And that's mostly our base case here at the Bitcoin layer. So then the next question becomes, what happens to central banks? The Bitcoin layer is proud to be sponsored by River. Go check them out today at river.com slash TBL. Why do we love River? River is a Bitcoin only exchange. They offer lightning network deposits and withdrawals. And most importantly, guys, they do not outsource custody of their Bitcoin and customers Bitcoin to a third party custodian. River has its own multi-sig custody solution. That means that it is not using some other company to store Bitcoin that is purchased within their platform. So make sure you go check them out, river.com slash TBL and learn about River today. Now, what is happening with the central banks and how are they going to react going into next year? Well, let's talk about what they're doing right now. In the United States and in Europe, the messaging from central bankers is that the job on inflation is not fully done. We find this messaging to be slightly curious, and let me explain why. In 2021, inflation readings were quite low for most of the year. Toward the end of the years, they started to tick up. Central bankers called this uptick in inflation transitory. Then in 2022, the central bankers finally got on board to fighting inflation and started to hike rates. Earlier this year, inflation had clearly come down materially, but the message from central bankers was, we are not done. We are going to raise rates, keep raising them. We are going to keep them higher for a longer period of time to make sure that inflation comes down. But the economy was starting to turn at that time. And we could see evidence of slowing growth in Europe, slowing growth in the United States, and Europe actually entered recession much earlier this year. Germany has been in recession for most of 2023. The U.S. has also shown signs of a slowdown for most of this year, notably what's going on in the housing market, a rise in unemployment claims, a steady rise in headlines from large corporations that hiring is either slowing, freezing, or we are going into job cuts. We've seen job cuts most recently Announced from Google. And of course, we've had trouble with regional banks for most of this year as well in the US. So the central bank messaging could have earlier this year shifted from we are going to do everything we can to fight inflation to we think that the risks are more balanced now between inflation and a slowdown in the economy. But central bankers really haven't taken that opportunity to switch their messaging. They have continued to be hawkish. They have continued to say, we are going to do everything we can to slow down inflation. Now, why do we believe that they are doing this? We believe they are doing this mostly from a reputational standpoint. Because the Fed has been too easy on monetary policy, meaning too dovish, meaning keeping rates too low and the balance sheet too accommodative, between the years of 2009 and 2021, so a period of about a dozen years, because they went so far one way and were caught with a transitory narrative, which they abandoned that word long time ago, we believe that the Fed is now biased towards being too tight and too restrictive on monetary policy to accommodate for the past 12 years. If this is our base case scenario that the Fed is going to be biased to be too tight, it should be our baseline expectation that there will be no accommodative monetary policy unless there is a total freakout in the stock market. Now, why would a freak out in the stock market cause the Fed to cut rates? Let's go back to what is the Fed's mandate from the united states government the mandate is twofold number one to keep price stability meaning not let inflation get out of control or deflation get out of control and number two maximum employment so a job rate that's not rising materially however we do see over the past 15 years that the fed responds very sharply to large moves in the stock market notably to the downside So it is our belief that even though unemployment might rise, the Fed won't really come into the easing mix unless you have something like a 30 to 50% drawdown in the stock market. That would certainly affect portfolios and it would get the Fed very concerned very quickly. So we are suggesting that the expectation for monetary policy from your side should be unless the stock market is crashing, the Fed is going to remain restrictive. They're too concerned about their reputation of being overly dovish for a period of time that's well over a decade, and they want to make sure that they are not caught easing too quickly. Now, if this is the expectation that we're going into a recession, but also that the Fed is not going to be very quick to just slash rates and become very accommodative with monetary policy... What does all of this mean for Bitcoin? Now, let's take us back to 2020 and what happened to the Bitcoin price after it reached levels that were similar to the wipeout of 2018 at the beginning in which Bitcoin was in the $3,000 range. The U.S. federal government unleashed fiscal stimulus and the U.S. Federal Reserve unleashed monetary stimulus both of which sent stocks and Bitcoin soaring at the time after crashes in February and March. So we had a huge price pump in Bitcoin after massive fiscal and monetary stimulus in 2020 that stretched into 2021. By the way, the stimulus also extended into 2021. And we saw the Bitcoin price go from around $3,000 to around $70,000. So over 20 times increase during the period of fiscal and monetary stimulus. Now, fiscal and monetary stimulus have been running out and have been reversing over the past couple years. And that has coincided with a decline in the Bitcoin price. So should we be expecting a Bitcoin price increase to only be present with more fiscal and monetary stimulus. And I believe that that is the most important question to be asking. Not that we have an authoritative answer here, but we really have to think about why Bitcoin in the first place and see if that applies to what's going on right now. Today's video is sponsored by Foundation Devices. Use promo code BitcoinLayer to pick up your passport today. Now go check out this device. The passport is a great way to get your Bitcoin off of exchanges. We all know the risks out there with keeping your coins on a third party custodian. Get them into your own custody today with a passport and use Bitcoin layer as your promo code for $10 off. Bitcoin is a decentralized currency. And that means there is no company or country that controls the issuance of bitcoin or the movement of bitcoin the issuance of bitcoin is set by the protocol and has been confirmed every time we see a block so approximately six times an hour the rules of bitcoin are confirmed by those that are running the network this keeps it a decentralized currency also movement of bitcoin is not censored by any one party Bitcoin miners all over the world are able to assemble their own blocks and confirm blocks every 10 minutes with whatever transactions they choose. That means there is no one authority that can prevent a transaction from going through. That is Bitcoin's property as a decentralized money. But how has Bitcoin traded relative to U.S. dollars over the past few years? Well, ever since it's becoming more and more of a macro-traded tool, and by that I mean Bitcoin is owned by hedge funds and asset managers around the world that pair it with other macro strategies alongside rates, stocks, Forex trades, and Bitcoin is really paired with a lot of these trades and algorithmic trading strategies, and that causes it to move in tandem with many of the other global macro-asset classes Over the past couple years, if that is the case still, and we do observe this in the market that Bitcoin does tick with other asset classes, we can expect that Bitcoin will follow this liquidity theme in that it when liquidity comes into the market, Bitcoin will be the beneficiary of it. So that makes the question then boil down to not what does it all mean for Bitcoin, but rather. When will we see liquidity come into the system to boost risk assets, including Bitcoin? Because that is how we believe Bitcoin will behave in the coming year to two years. So Bitcoin's price pump, the next price pump, we believe will come not necessarily from any other source other than liquidity. And if our base case is that the Federal Reserve is going to try to protect its reputation to the best of its ability, does that mean that the next stimulus from the Federal Reserve will only be present in a stock market crash, which might come alongside with a Bitcoin crash? This is, we're not trying to make any predictions here. Rather, what we're trying to explain to you is our thought process. If Bitcoin is going to respond well to more liquidity in the future then that liquidity will only come if we see a large drawdown in the stock market. When could we possibly see a large drawdown in the stock market if we do go into a deep recession and it does look like the recession is going to cause a contraction in the economy that affects profit margins materially enough that really makes risk investors worried. Now, lastly... I do want to explain what I believe is going to happen in Bitcoin on a longer-term basis. Bitcoin will continue to represent decentralized money, and for the time being, it will also continue to trade as a global macro asset with high sensitivity to what's going on in stocks, interest rates, and foreign exchange. With these two dynamics happening at the same time, it can be very difficult to make any projection on what's going to happen to the Bitcoin price. And when we think about Bitcoin adoption matched up against the volatility and cyclical nature of financial markets, we can get a lot of noise. So that is why we do our best at the Bitcoin layer to cover both what's going on in the financial markets and the business cycle, and the monetary policy cycle, as well as what's happening on the ground with Bitcoin adoption. That is why we do our best to travel around the world and experience what people are doing with Bitcoin and why they are using Bitcoin. And we do believe that as long as adoption of Bitcoin continues, meaning that the number of people that are actually using this technology continues to increase... And the adoption of Lightning Network continues to go up, making Bitcoin a scalable currency to use on the internet in an instant fashion. And we do see that companies are adding Lightning Network capability all the time. We just found out that Coinbase is adding Lightning Network capability, finally one of the laggards in the industry, but finally adding Lightning Network capability We see that Bitcoin as a global payment solution and a global monetary technology is only confirming itself with each passing day. So we do have to balance what's going on with adoption with what's going on in global macro. And it can be very difficult sometimes to think about the adoption cycle when you see the price moving so wildly And so sensitive to what's going on with headlines with the Federal Reserve and inflation data and unemployment data that's coming across the screen. So, we do our best to try to balance these two things. And yes, while we believe the Fed is going to be hesitant to come and unleash stimulus, we do believe that that is their only way out if we do proceed into the recessionary part of the cycle. We do continue to see credit contraction, and we do continue to see the crowding out effect from a massive amount of treasury supply hitting the markets and really crowding out the allocation to other risk assets as the relative risk-free rate of treasury securities makes other risky assets such as corporate bonds or equities less attractive. In a credit money system, a contraction of the credit system will be met by policymakers with an expansion of the credit system. That is the only way to prevent deflation in the system, which is the number one fear of central bankers. And so for that reason, we do believe that expansionary monetary policy is assured just on what time frame? Thanks for sticking with us at the Bitcoin layer. The Bitcoin layer is sponsored by river. Go check them out today, river.com slash TVL for a Bitcoin-only exchange and a great experience. River offers a DCA feature where you can stack SATs without any fees. They offer Lightning Network withdrawals. So get your Bitcoin off of the exchange using Lightning Network instantly. And also the most important thing about River, guys, they do not use a third-party custodian. They have a multi-sig storage solution so that your Bitcoin, once you purchase your Bitcoin, using river is not stored using a third party custodian river has control of that bitcoin using a multi-signature solution and what's more they suggest you get your bitcoin off of the exchange and into your own pockets so go check out river today